0: Welcome to Every Which Way. This is going to be kind of a special behind-the-scenes episode because I need an extra week to plan everything. So I just wanted to talk about the making of the hunt. I think we would do this at the end of each hunt so I can plan the next hunt. I'm Aiden, and I'm the keeper
1: of Every Which Way.
2: Hello, I'm Sam, and I am Ian.
1: Hi, I am Max, but today I play the role of Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> And I am Jared, and I play the role of Harvester. I don't know why, but now
0: I had to think about whether you were Jared or Harvester. <laughs> I just sat there, like, uh, is, "Am I sitting next to Harvester or Jared?"
1: <laughs>
0: I guess the first question I have is, what is everyone's favorite moment from this hunt?
2: I think it's when Max was stealing all the sodas.
0: That, wild.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that was the part that I wanted to die the most. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I've got two favorite parts. One during the actual hunt and one afterwards. My f- f- during the hunt is when Max just uh, <laughs> blew the brains out of the wolf guy without realizing it was going to be able to revert back to a person. Uh, <laughs> and the post-hunt favorite part is the uh, cave investigation. Yes, the cave investigation was
0: very cool and... Mm. I did not really know what to expect from that, but I had a few ideas for things I wanted to give hints towards, so mm. I think it worked out really well, and I'm very excited because I do have kind of an overarching thing planned, which I kind of need to if I'm playing with a flake, because <laughs> your whole thing is asking about the overarching plan. Right. Obviously, I'm not going to get into it, and mm. one of the things I love about Monster of the Week is that the whole story I have planned could change In an instant. Oh, yeah. Gotta keep you on your toes. And you could botch a role Mm. that could completely change the shape of the story in very profound ways. And I'm very excited for that. So maybe we'll do a wrap up where I talk about what I expected the hunts to look like and Mm -hmm. what they actually look like. Because I think it's interesting. And typically I think that it ends up a better product when it's a result of all the players doing things than when it's just my own brain thinking things because I could write a book if I wanted to do that, but I'm here, I'm here to play with y'all. So I think the post hunt investigation was very cool. And I like that. We're bringing it towards the greater mystery. And your other moment was the wolf thing. Yes. That was so funny because (laughs) if I remember correctly, you guys talked about the bulbs and you said, we should look for the bulb on this creature before you just shot it in the face. In, in, I mean, I put it in a full Nelson. You put it in same a full wolf, Nelson. Same
3: wolf, right? Yeah, yeah. same wolf. That was after. Oh, right. That was after the shooting. Oh, yeah, because you shot it in the face, and it fell into right. my full Nelson. Uh, <laughs> it, it tripped so, right into
0: a full
1: Nelson. <laughs> because the bulb was not, at the time, in like clear shot, like clear eyesight, uh, a thought that occurred in both Noah and Max's mind is perhaps the bulb is hidden in the mouth. As that would be a very smart way to, like, hide a weak spot.
2: Wasn't there a butthole bulb?
1: It was above the
0: tailbone. <laughs> That's not the butthole. That's near it. It's pretty close. <laughs> okay. Right. Sorry I made a butthole bulb, everybody. <laughs> I I will say, though, because Sophie did actively look for the bulb instead of fighting the wolf. And then you just shot it in the face right after that. It was like Sophie's turn, your turn, and it went from, let's find the bulb and see what <laughs> happens, to let's shoot this motherfucker. I think it was the first time you pulled out your revolver, too. And that shit does three harm.
1: That's so much. Mm-hmm. You only have seven total. I also rolled a 12, so if if my uh, impulses were slightly different, I could have straight up killed that guy.
0: Yes, it's true, and I expected it, and I was baffled when you didn't. <laughs> I
3: liked when I went against the Rhino thingy in the beginning. I feel like I was pretty smarticles. I did like putting that wolf on a phone, Nelson. I, I, that was I, so I funny. think I think everything just worked out really well. Like for us, not for the guy. Yeah, everything worked out really well for us. And then I was rather impressed when you decided to look for the bulb instead, instead of like stabbing it. Yeah. If I were you, I would have been like, "Well, free look." <laughs>
2: Well, no. I just had a knife, so I was just going to like...
0: Well, you totally could have killed it with that knife, too. You could, you yeah. could have. You, taken you totally it yeah. could have. That's what I thought you were going to do. Mm-mm. So good for you. You saved a life.
2: Yay! That's all you.
0: So it's funny. I don't know what my favorite moment of this hunt was. I, I really do not. I will say post-hunt, I think in the wrap-up session, my favorite thing ever was when Jared and I had an argument that played on our real-life our real oh. life friendship to, to make that argument happen. I also loved that you played into the random setup I gave with the whiskey. Of course. Because I realized I was like, I don't know if Harvester drinks. I just figured a man as broken as him probably does. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then I was like, I I felt bad that I wrote that into your character. And then you just jumped straight into it and were like, where's my whiskey? (laughs) It it makes sense. It makes sense. Other favorite moments. I did love when Ian fell through the wall. I had no idea what I was going to do with that building. But I just, I thought that was a really fun narrative decision and introduce your powers in a cool way most insane moment for sure was when uh jared said i'm going on a recon mission sees the monster pulls out his shotgun and just starts blasting
3: and
2: sets up a sniper
0: yeah yeah
3: i did
2: that was crazy
3: i looking back i should have like put traps in the doorway you think i yeah i i should i should in fact i even it.
0: said it's easy to trap and so my expectation was you were going to do this recon mission, come back, and there'd be a whole planning phase where you figure out how you can trap the monster, and we'd have a whole nother episode of this hunt, and then it just didn't happen. Right, yeah, so in my mind, I saw it sleeping
3: there, minding its own business, and I was like, you know I hate when things mind their own business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean- So I I had to I had to act, you know? In the future. When
0: things are real calm,
3: it really bothers me.
0: I like to think that you got punished pretty hard for this one anyways, but in the future you guys will be punished very hard. It's very easy to die in this game. I mean, you guys are all pretty close to death, and I just want to remind you, the way harm works in this game, you don't just heal to full between hunts. Time actually Time actually times. Time actually times. It takes time (laughs) to heal as a human.
1: Is a month enough time?
0: I will probably say that whatever harm you're at, you heal five of it. I so see. if you're at six, you'll have one harm left. Otherwise, you'll probably be full healed. Uh, that's kind of forgiving. If I, I, I don't remember exactly what the rule is for time. I know a lot of people just give up on it and just say full heal between hunts. Mm. But also, it was really dangerous to just shoot the monster without exploiting the weakness that it was given. <laughs> so in the future, just know that that could be your death. I thought that... Sophie coming was pretty cool
3: in her own personal car. I did not expect that.
0: Yeah. It hurt me really bad. I, I didn't expect it either. And the thing is, like, that is part of your professional character is that you have backup that you can call. Yeah, I do. I think in most situations, it will be a role for whether she goes. It's going to have to be. I, I think it's just going to be like a plus charm role. Mm-hmm. I think in a situation where your life is in danger, she's more likely to come, though. That's why I didn't make you roll that time. Because your life was clearly in danger, and also it, the, the situation life.
3: was under control when when no. i was when I was under that monster's fist, that's where I wanted to be <laughs>
0: I'm sure I'm I calculated
3: sure. to be there that definitely
0: wasn't the result of a massive failure. no, so I definitely think in the future that things will look a little bit different with that. I do hope that we get an actual planning phase because I think it's really interesting when we do some planning, and y'all just charge well harvester just charged right in and y'all got punished for it
2: yeah we were just being babysitted,
0: which i think adds a fun dynamic to the characters i i really like harvester being this character who knows a lot but is not willing to help the others and and you guys wanting to help but not really knowing what to do because you get kind of this mix of like the fish out of water story for for you guys and the disgruntled veteran kind of story with harvester I, I like that dynamic quite a bit. How do you feel playing the Keeper and a character? So
3: I don't really see Sophie as a character. Wow, that's really... A figment really, of
2: Harvester's that is, imagination? That is literally
3: really sexist of you. No. Um, she is not a person. <laughs> she's, in my mind. She's, uh,
0: no, so I I don't see her as like a player character type thing. Uh, like a DM PC. Mm-hmm. Because she is still part of your character character sheet Uh she is the backup on your character sheet and narratively she has a lot going on that i love and i will say playing her is really fun because it gives me a lot of ways to shake up the story i think it was a really seamless way to introduce you to the story even though there were character even though they were students yeah and you were just this guy who's just kind of there it was but because sophie was a professor it was really seamless for introducing you it was really funny because sam actually texted me The week before we recorded, I think, and was like, I was talking to my therapist and I think it'd be really fun if Jared is the professor, because we all knew that Jared was going to be a bit older than everyone else. And if Jared was a professor for the mythology class.
2: Yeah, that was Miss Sarah's idea.
0: and (laughs) Thank you, Miss Sarah. And I just I just responded. Don't worry, I've got plans. Because at that point, I knew that he had a sister that was going to be the professor for the mythology class. That's actually the reason I introduced the mythology class to you guys was because Jared told me that his sister was the professor. What your therapist thought, I already thinked it. Okay. But the thing is, Jared. I'll let yeah, her know because Jared was already going to be the professor, and then he was like, "I don't want to have like op powers because I I don't, don't want to have too much knowledge on yeah. like all I, the. Monsters I will say, you're in fight, exactly. There, there is a playbook exactly for that. The expert. Mm-hmm. So. To be the character who has a lot of knowledge, you could have been the professor and play the expert. But I,
3: I mean, like, I feel like if I were a professional, I mean, I could just be like a professional at like weapons, technically, I guess. But I'm thinking of professional as in like I've done this
0: quite often. Well, so I've seen some things. In technically, whatnot, so like I'm playing. Think. I'm playing fast and loose with the rules. Yeah. Uh, technically, the professional is supposed to be like this is your nine. This is your job. Your nine to five is hunting. Like bureaucratic. This is like like an agency.
3: Yeah, but I mean, okay, but but it it does say personal crusade though as one of the options. I think that's for a reason to join. Oh, specific
0: for, but why is it? Doesn't matter. It's it's weirdly written. It's very yeah i'm not i'm not worried about it i think it's fun Mm -hmm. i don't care Mm -hmm. sophie can be your bureaucratic boss i don't give a shit yeah she can be. i i just think that we are playing a little bit fast and loose with the rules of what the playbook does yeah and i'm fine with that
3: and i mean if i once i get an upgrade and i can add someone else to the group who i can also play as are you gonna do that i don't know yet i didn't think that far that'd be really hard it'd be really hard but i'd like to back up myself with myself yeah you would when no one got me i know me got me (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Maybe I have a twin brother, Larvister.
1: Nope, that's not it. That's not the one. <laughs> this is tipping my cards a little bit to what uh, I've got in mind for Max. But, you know, you you, you uh, may not be too worried about the agency aspect of it, but <laughs> you know who is. Oh, oh, I've
0: got plans for you, buddy. You know, it's funny. So that scene with Sheriff Payne where I foreshadowed a couple things with your character. mm mm-hmm. I did not have those things planned when I walked into that room. I mean, yeah. I I knew Sheriff Payne was going to talk to you mm. and I'm for I foreshadowed things and I did not know what I was foreshadowing. You know, like, and you texted me and you're like, "I'm really excited for what you got going on with Max." Yeah. Like I'm really excited to see what you got and I was just well, like,
1: "Yeah, you may me not too. have things in mind, but you're like good enough to where what you make up is going to be good." Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Also, I didn't even think about like the fact that other people people other than the bartender would know my dad so it's gonna be curious to be like oh what does he know exactly about what happened to my dad
2: i really thought that when you went to the bar to print things out i thought we were gonna meet bran
1: <laughs> i also thought we were gonna meet Brand, uh <laughs> my dad's friend Brand. i i i considered it mm-hmm. but i need to
0: put more time into how bran will be yeah. as a character. I, as well as i <laughs> oh sorry that session was going on pretty long mm. that was supposed to be kind of a shorter session and it was like an hour and a half and we started late right so i was just like we can wrap this up yeah uh
1: also the the stupid pun name i came up with it doesn't even matter at this point i'm, I'm content with it just being brand just for the sake of brands bar <laughs> i mean and grill oh what was <laughs> the bar pun name you came up with i think it was uh ben tutty which isn't that like, which isn't that I don't funny? Get it. It's Ted Bundy. That's oh.
2: I, <laughs> what I don't know why. Okay. I don't
1: know why. As I was writing my backstory, I was like, "This would be funny." I don't know why. But how are people going to know that? Switching the letters. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just an insane person. It very likely. It's pretty insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brand, it's just it's Brad. It's Brad.
0: I think I think it could be your dad's friend, Brand. Yeah, yeah. So it makes I, more sense. I I could have sworn we had a conversation about your dad mm. being kind of known.
1: Yeah. I mean like, well, cause I know like part of the backstory is like after he, uh, disappeared, Max went around and asked a couple people, which I guess would imply that he was well known enough where multiple people would be able to be asked. Uh, but like no one, no one really knew. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So I have a couple of ideas going on mm. with your dad. Uh, I'm, Not going to say anything else other than that, but I've given it thought since the last time we talked. Mm -hmm. Also, I will say, I have seen five movies in the last two weeks (laughs) because of AMC Stubbs. And every time I walk away from a movie, I just get really inspired to write. And then I have to drive 40 minutes home because I live really far away from the theater. And so while I'm driving home, all I do is just sit and think about the campaign. Pretty much on every drive, I'm Mm. just writing this campaign. And...
2: What inspiration are you going to be taking from John Wick? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That inspired
0: me to make something
3: good. Not even like a a an incendiary shotgun. Because uh, yes, that was, I thought that was cool. I leaned over was like to, the best scene in the movie to me. I leaned over to Sam in the theater and I was like, "They have that in Call of Duty." <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Oh and like, my god! Down, it's a top down eagle oh, eye shot, dude. Oh, so I good. Loved the top down that shot. Was cool. that, that was my favorite scene in the movie. My, mine too. Hundred percent.
2: Do you remember the big guy that um, ended up getting his shit rocked in the suit? Oh yeah 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 yeah. He was, did not go down. There was a guy next to us who went. Like, when, once the guy finally got defeated, when I'm like, ha, you fat bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All of his comments were insane. I love when people... Uh, I know I am someone who does commentate at the theater. Yes. I apologize mostly. To, no,
2: it's awesome. No, I, I, love, love, I love commentating. Well, I at least try to be It's
0: different quiet. with Noah. Noah be, Noah be talking. I do be talking I've, a I've lot. I've been watching movies with this dude for 10 years, <laughs> and you will just sit there and realize you missed 20 minutes of movie because you were just listening to Noah ramble about a scene 20 minutes ago. I at least keep the volume fairly low. You do. You but do. But I don't think I do. Nope. <laughs> we were when when the when they started doing the radio station scene where the the like bounty hunters are on the radio.
1: Yeah. Sam just went, "Radio." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Guys, when I when I saw Amazing Spider-Man 2 in theaters, there was someone who just fairly loud, almost full volume, was like, being like, no, oh, no, like, at the end.
2: (laughs) I would have been the same way. (laughs) Fallen to my knees in the movie theater. Oh,
1: God. It was just like, absolutely, they were absolutely sobbing. It was insane. I was just like, oh, wow. (laughs) That is
0: tragic. Sorry, I just pulled up the information that Noah sent me about his backstory. Mm. And this is not a spoiler at all. I just want to talk about what Noah wrote here, which is two sentences. The first one, Ben Tutty is now an owner. The second (laughs) sentence starts with Ted. (laughs) He forgot to swap it from
1: Ted Bundy to Ben in the next sentence. (laughs) oopsie anyways that doesn't matter That 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 name is dead now
0: it's so funny to me though that like i did not pick up on it but you totally just forgot to switch the name that
1: may have been because i copied it from like a like a text note where i just like wrote the regular name you just kept writing ted bundy no i meant like i don't know i probably just forgot to switch uh anyways uh when you guys mentioned the incendiary shotgun i was gonna i was gonna say speaking of fiery things that are dangerous I can't wait for Max to probably get arrested next episode.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: Whoa. Maybe not next episode. What do you plan on doing? Uh well I guess I guess we did end off with a bang. We did end off with a bang. Um so that's that, that the the possible ending, I don't even know if that's gonna get kept in, but that I can't wait to see where that goes and if I fail a role that relates to the googling of homemade bombs
2: oh my god
1: oh man yeah i just need to make sure that sheriff Payne does not get any warrants to search my (laughs) computer yeah well you do know there is
0: an active investigation so we'll see buddy yeah
1: but you know no warrant no search it's true it's true
0: (laughs) i am very excited for uh
3: worlds too cool-eyed yes cool-eyed for like Harvester to intervene in Max's stuff, and Max to intervene in Ian's stuff. Did we learn the name of the roommate
0: between our break? So we went back. Actually, Sam and I were on a call, and we went back and just listened to. Well, okay, I didn't listen. Sam, listened. I did. Okay, but they mentioned they don't think that we gave them a name.
2: No, we didn't. We didn't. So now the name of my roommate will be Sean Hudson.
0: Sean Hudson,
3: and I think I think that's good. When you first brought up the roommate. In the first episode. I remember thinking this specifically. I was like, Harvester's gonna kill that roommate. <laughs> you don't kill people. Except the people it's that are going monsters. to be I, exactly. I'm like, I'm gonna kill this roommate one day and be like, I found out it was a monster. And you're and you weren't gonna know about it, but I was gonna know because I was gonna make it canon. <laughs> I'm going to show up. Start murdering people. I'm murdering a monster.
2: What no, are you going to do about you Ian?
0: You can't just speak a monster into existence because you wanted to kill someone. Why
3: not?
2: It's
3: <laughs> not how the game works. <laughs> well, I don't know that. You guys don't play fun like
0: I do. <laughs> your playing fun is just talking and hoping the world morphs into your image. <laughs> yeah. You really, you really need to uh, get therapy. So you're. <laughs> What are your guys' thoughts on the monster you just fought? How did you come up with that? Spooky. So I spent a long time trying to figure out what I wanted from the monster. Okay. And I went through iteration after iteration, and I was like, I need this to be able to set something up in the future, but I, I want to leave it open-ended because I want things to be able to change, and I want to be able to do this and that and the other thing. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe, and and I went through like, Four iterations of this monster. Mm -hmm. And so my struggle was, usually first monsters, you want them to be simple. Yeah. Because you want them to be something that people who have never played Monster of the Week, the investigation is not hard. It's just, oh, it eats people. And originally, I was just going to make it a humanoid, and I, I, I found this image of this creature that had this, like these crazy proportions and this one long arm and the other arm. And I could not describe it well at all. See? Okay. Okay. I I said, I, I said that I don't think you described it well.
3: Yes. in That one thing. But I was like, you either described it really well
0: and I'm just dumb or you didn't describe it well at all. See, I had this very specific image in my head about what the creature looked like. Mm-hmm. And it's this combination of things that I know and like, monsters i've seen and just my own fucked up brain yeah and i didn't know how to put it into the words so i i wanted its proportions yeah, to it be writing a, is hard it is <laughs> uh and i never really wrote down like this detailed description of the monster i just had the image in my head yeah so i wanted it I wanted the proportions to be fucked up first. Mm -hmm. So I I liked the idea of the really long skinny arm that went way further down than an arm normally would. Mm -hmm. uh, Way too long proportionally to the body. And it had like a claw at the end. And so it could claw you as one of its attacks. Because I also was thinking about how can it attack. And then the other arm didn't even have a hand. It was literally just bone at the end of it that basically made its limb into a club mm-hmm. so that's why i was destri- describing it as the club it wasn't and i i realized in the second time that you guys fought the monster it sounded like i was describing it holding a club in its other hand mm-hmm. it wasn't that it was holding a club it's that its arm literally was made of bone and studded like a club mm-hmm. so that was kind of the idea with that and then i wanted it to be grossly like kind of have the gross like bulges we talked about the what was it the the creature in XCOM, the faceless Yes, the faceless, where it's kind of that like bulging, weirdly shaped form Mm -hmm. that almost looks like it's humanoid, but still looks wrong in all ways. Mm -hmm. And it had all those yellow bulbs and the big bulge in its stomach uh, that was also glowing that same yellow. And then for its face, I described it as like skin not even Deadpool I I described it it like stretch skin yeah I described it as almost like Nemesis from Resident Evil where the skin stretches over the face but there are a lot of places where you still see exposed flesh like around the eyes around the mouth like the lips would be gone kind of thing yep so I imagined it having the the kind of skin stretched over the face pulled back like it was barely even skin was attached anymore Mm -hmm. and so I wanted it to be this kind of abomination version of of kind of what a human would look like, and then much larger as well. But that was the second iteration. I still had the idea of one hand that was like a club and one hand that was really long, but originally it was just going to be a human-sized thing. Yeah. And originally the first hunt was just going to be... And and I felt felt like this was too much set up for the future. The first hunt was just going to be a human-sized creature that had a club for one hand and a long claw, and it was going to have one of those bulbs on it, and it was going to be setting up that... Something was changing humans into monsters and that was going to be the overall investigation. Yep. And then I decided that felt too forced into a story that I create. Yeah. And didn't give enough room for you guys to push the story into different directions. Yeah. And it also made it so that it was harder for me to come up with future monsters because it's like, then I have to make them all these humanoid type abominations. And I didn't want to be locked into that as, as my only form of monster hunting. Mm-hmm. So I basically went back to the drawing board and was like, what if I take that idea and make it one hunt instead of the entire story? Yep. And I think it works a lot better as one hunt. I agree. Uh, so I, I thought that was a good change. I don't know why I wanted it to be humans being fucked up like that, but I do know that whenever I was writing the story, it was when I was having a really bad day. And so I guess I just wanted people to hurt.
3: I like—I thought it was cool. I liked that they were still alive. I didn't expect that. So like poor
0: rhino guy, like me, me as the character harvester, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a, a note on my thing that was just, if you remove the bulb, they turn back. And if you destroy it, um, or kill the the creature, then they will never turn back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if they'll ever figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I really expected you to just start killing humans. And I don't know how that's going to look for the characters. I'm fine if you guys just brush past it, but I feel like there's probably some some built up uh, fucked up trauma from that one. Maybe
2: I maybe can't not for Harvester. Keep track of like which ones died and which ones didn't. <laughs>
0: so Ian didn't kill any. Okay. Because you hurt one of them and then Max uppercut him with brass knuckles and
1: killed him. <laughs>
0: Oopsie. <laughs> and then the other one And
1: you knew. You knew. Uh yeah, I didn't know that was gonna kill it though. That's the thing. Max was just trying to get it off. Cause I was gonna say, like like speaking of the thing that Aiden was mentioning, uh after the wolf and figuring out, like finally putting the pieces together that the bulb needs to be removed in order for them to like go on with their lives as humans. So that is why he was like trying with at like a great risk to remove the bulb from the second the second bulb monster that was around the car attacking Ian cuz like he he didn't realize he killed the the alligator one until afterwards which that's he's not that's going to be sitting on his conscience for a while uh, especially the fa- the guy that he shot in the head. Uh, and it's like I know it didn't seem like it because like it's probably because like this kind of that's kind of the kind of thing that like you're not going to re- really be able to process until afterwards because like all all that stuff ha- was like moving so fast. You know what I mean? All of that was in the core. The entire record was in the course of two
0: nights. Right. So because the first day was your first day of classes mm. uh, and you guys <laughs> met Sophie and then Max on his way home. Saw the monster. Sophie killed it. You guys put it in the mattress. And then Max just like went home and went to bed. Yeah. And so then the next day in class, that's when Ian started figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And you guys went and met Harvester for the first time. And then when you met Harvester is when Ian fell through the wall that night. Right. And when Ian fell through the wall, you guys fought the wolf monster. Mm-hmm. And then you guys reconvened and then fought the big monster. So all of that was in the course of two nights, which yeah. is insane it's to me.
1: crazy. Because like Max is very... He doesn't want to, like, kill things. Or, I mean, he doesn't at least want to kill people. That's so um, beautiful. That's why, like... And, I mean, like, now I'm just thinking about it. I don't remember what happened to the body of the big one. Yeah. Harvester took care of it. Right. So, Max is probably going to ask Harvester... if it, Actually, it wouldn't have reverted, so Max probably won't ask, because, like, it was killed, then the bulbs were removed. Of the big one? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um. So... Yeah, that's probably not going to go anywhere because it died first. But like Max was like, after the wolf, he was just like, oh, fuck, these were, these can come back. Cause he, cause like after the first one, he was like, oh, okay, these things are just, these used to be human. He thought it was just a default, like, cause like the first one died, then the bulb was removed. So he didn't make the connection of, oh, maybe if the bulb was removed first, then they'll come back. Cause he just, just saw a corpse. That's all he saw. Um, also, uh, just just for a fun note, uh, Max is gonna like probably come up with like what he thinks of as official names for the monsters. For this guy, it was uh, a BFG, bioluminescent fungus giant.
2: But what about the Snoopy's?
1: Snoopy's written on the side. He's, he wrote okay. Snoopy as well.
2: <laughs> I don't it's know where a- <laughs> that came from. I was just thinking of Snoopy.
1: It's a, I mean Snoopy. Snoopy's a it's a memorable memorable little creature possibly a, creature. a I mean, wait, does Snoopy Snoopy walks on two feet in the Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. So it be like is it is it one of those things where it's like uh where he's on his feet when he's alone, but like when people are around he's on all fours. I don't wow, know. He just be on two feet, I'm pretty sure. Mm.
2: The next monster is going to be called Garfield.
1: <laughs> is that true?
2: Maybe. <laughs> I hope
0: I, I'm going to make it as far from cat like as humanly possible <laughs> so uh, that when you call it Garfield, it's silly. Bird, lizard. I
1: don't know. I was trying to think of things far away from cats. So you said
3: that if we didn't take the bulbs off, the monster was going to come back. Yes. Would it have come back, like, the same day or no. sessions after? That would
0: have been slow burn. Mm-hmm. And then in, like, the fourth hunt, mm-hmm. that monster would also just be there. That's crazy. Ooh. Uh, so the idea was one of the things about weaknesses in monster of the week is weaknesses aren't inherently just how to kill it. Yeah. So a big one is like, give the monster armor. And then the way around the armor is the weakness. That's what I did for the monster that we didn't do in a podcast, but that Sam, uh, was a player for like last year Okay. was when it was in the light, it didn't have any armor, but in darkness it did have armor. I see. So sometimes exploiting weaknesses is as simple as just, hurting it more okay but in in the case of some monsters the weakness is things like this is how to kill it for real versus just how to make it not be around for a little bit Mm -hmm. like you know even with things like vampires and stuff you can hurt them and they'll be sad for a little bit like you need to drive a stake through their heart or cut off their head or whatever the lore is at the time yeah. to actually kill them. Mm-hmm. So those are also types of weaknesses. So for this monster, the weakness was going to be it could die just from you shotgunning it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But the weakness was going to be that when you actually cut the big bulb out of the stomach, mm-hmm. that would kill it for real. Gotcha. Would it have had to have been cut out or could I just keep shooting it? I don't see a way that shooting it would have destroyed it. Okay, that's fair. And and, and that's all I'm going to say on that part.
3: Okay. Well, like I was saying before, I'm very excited for when worlds collide because I'm very interested. I don't know if it's going to happen, of course. I'm very interested to uh, for Harvester to meet Sheriff whatever. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm very interested to when or if that will happen. And I'm also interested if the law will ever get involved with monster happenings or if they'll just show up to something that they shouldn't be yet because they don't know what's going on. Because
0: like, I don't know how Harvester would deal with that. And that's kind of the fun part of monster of the week that I like. And that's why I like the people don't know monsters exist version of the story. Yeah. Cause I think it just adds a complication to the whole monster hunting thing. Yeah. That is a very non-lethal comp complication. Like you're not trying to kill the problem of sheriff Payne maybe finding out. Yeah. You have to figure out a different way around it. And I love having challenges that are, That you have to think to solve. Yeah. So I I really am excited for that. It's why I wanted to introduce Sheriff Payne. Originally, Sheriff Payne was not going to do what he did. So he showed up at the time at the hospital. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted to introduce him pretty early. And I figured he'd be a fun character to have. Mm-hmm. And so originally I was going to make it so he shows up while you guys are in the alley because a white van and a beat-up car parked outside an alley and a bunch of people standing in an alley is a suspicious thing. Sure. And I was going to make it so Sheriff Payne had a couple run-ins with Harvester in the past because you're a fucking gun-toting maniac. Well, but, but that <laughs> – But that harvester was, you know, slick enough to get out of those without any real issue. But that that Sheriff Payne would kind of be frustrated. Be like you again. You won't even fucking tell me your name kind of thing. Uh And then, uh, Sam, you did the Ian falls through the wall thing. And I was like, that's so much more interesting of a complication than what I had planned with Sheriff Payne that I was like, I'm just going to let Sheriff Payne sit in the back burner. He's a character that I know I want to introduce at some point. I don't know when. I I haven't fi- I hadn't figured that out. I just know that at some point in the game I would like to have the sheriff show up because I think it's just a fun character. And so I really did not have any intentions of introducing him in the hunt at all after that because you did the falling through the wall thing, which I think was so much more narratively interesting. And then Noah, you went to the hospital and said my uncle got sh- shot by a stray bullet and I was like, "Okay, well this would start an investigation."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I that that did not go any of the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> not even a little bit. I probably should have prepped what I was going to say more better cuz I wanted to get his charts to see if there's any like effect of the aftermath of being uh mutated. I mean there I think there's still a chance that I can like learn what the doctors have learned uh depending on how well I um speak to old pain
0: <laughs> well I'd like I'd like you to when you're doing your the thing where you investigate the the big mystery yeah I'd like you to try to describe what you're kind of doing to investigate that right yeah uh, it's a role and if you don't know where you'd even go with it then like I can just kind of force feed you information mm-hmm. but I'd like you to try to Figure out how you're investigating the big mystery. Yeah. So one of those could be returning back, and trying to figure out what the doctors know now.
1: Yeah, that's. I'm probably that is probably going to be of, one of the going to be one of the things I do because I think it's one to three questions. I will or one or three. I think I get from the connect the dots. Um, I think it's one or three. So I forgot what they were. I know some of them were like really like hugely vague questions that you would get a lot of if answered. Uh, completely yeah because it's uh the questions are is this person connected to the current events more than they are saying when and where will the critical event occur what does the monster want from this person is this connected to the previous mystery we have investigated and how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture most of those are things you would have to like wait a little bit into the hunt to know even a little bit of what's happening before it's a fair question to ask because like just starting and being, like, uh, where will this event occur is, like, nonsense. That doesn't mean anything. Like, I can't I can't ask that in the first session of the hunt until we even, like, even, like, if we get, like, a little bit of a clue about the monster, then I guess I could, like, sort of figure that out. For example, if I was able to ask that question with the first monster, first mutated person, I could feel like, oh, where did this, what's, what direction did this person come from? Like, I could just, like, yeah. say I noticed it of the side of my eye and, like, went that direction and, like see where if I can figure out where it came where he came from. Yep. But I feel like it's gonna be hard to use those questions for a hunt. I don't know what it's what what it's about. But I could um well I could prep for the questions is the thing. I could figure out what questions I choose and then prep to ask those questions. Like for example, like going to the if I if I if I'm gonna ask um is this connected to our previous hunt, I can like go prep for that question by like searching for the charts at the hospital. And then once I figure out what this hunt is, then I can ask that question, sort of.
0: Yeah, so the connect the dots, correct me if I'm wrong, it says hold three or hold yeah. one. So you don't have to ask those questions right away. Mm-hmm. You can be in the middle of a different investigative mystery and be like, I'd like to spend one connect the dots question mm-hmm. and then say, is this connected to the previous mystery? Where will this event that I'm searching for occur? All of those things, those can be asked any time throughout the hunt, it's just you're going to make that roll at the beginning. Right. So it's similar to – at least that's how I read the ability. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's similar. There's, a, there's an ability The Chosen has called Destiny's Plaything. Mm. I think it's Destiny's Plaything. And basically at the beginning of each hunt, you roll and you have to – whatever you roll, you get a vision of your future the hunt
1: yeah and that is so
0: hard (laughs) yeah that is so hard to do
1: i because i almost before before i had max figured out i almost chose the uh the chosen and i remember because like max i still had like most of what max was going to be in mind for when i was going to choose the chosen because like that's like an impossible type of like thing to work with and i don't i don't mean this in a bad way especially with like the way you like to um work with your stories because uh, you like get the overall picture for the most part and then you like figure it out as you go. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't work with like, oh, I want a vision of the future. And I remember I was talking to you about it. Like, if I did the chosen, I think it'd be funny if I always got like wrong predictions or at least like mm. mostly wrong predictions.
0: Well, and I could make it work. Right. Remember, when I'm planning the hunt, what I'm doing is I'm planning the monster mm. and that's it. Right. So I would just give you visions of something that happens to you as a result of the monster and. Or or things like that or or give you hints because remember when you roll well it gives you hints towards the mystery. Right. Whereas when you roll poorly, it gives you it basically allows me to take a hard move on you later. Mm-hmm. It just shows that you're about to get fucked up.
1: Quick question. We can use luck. We can just like say, I want to use a luck on this roll, right?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's something that you guys didn't do in the first hunt. You can just use luck, but remember it never comes back except for I think an advanced improvement. Okay.
2: I am so, like, scared of those things that I'm never going to use
0: <laughs> It's That's fair. It's terrifying, but it's a pretty useful thing. Uh, and I know that we've been doing a lot of talking about Max and Harvester uh, just because I think that Harvester can shoot things. And because, Ian, your story is, I think, the one I'm the most excited to see play out but it's got a lot more going on with it that I think needs time to build but we kind of went quickly through it last time but you had a dream at the wrap up session do you, I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are on that
2: I was like oh shit so
0: yeah a voice basically talked to you that about about your powers
2: yeah I was not expecting that I didn't think that there was a higher force monitoring that
0: and and that's something we not we not. We did not talk about beforehand at all. Yeah. Uh, you basically just said, "I'm monstrous. Here's my powers. Here's what happened, and that's what you gave me." How do you feel about the force talking about it? Scary. Scary. It's scary. I'm. I'm very excited for more with it, and I think I. I know I took a little bit of creative liberty with the character. I or with your character. I hope that it is something that you enjoy. But uh, if you have things that you specifically want or don't want, we can talk about those as well.
2: But it seems like a really cool addition to like another type of conflict that Ian has to work with.
0: Yeah. And that was another thing we were talking about with the monstrous is that the monstrous kind of has that dynamic of struggling with the internal self and the idea of being like evil or not evil as a character uh and i don't think it's necessary for monsters just because then it paints the picture that all monster people are evil and that's weird but i think it also can be interesting to have that kind of internal character uh struggle and then i i was like well why don't we put more in there just kind of kind of throw another another wrench in there and get cuz i what i want to do is give character moments for each of you and give give moments for you to shine and so i think it was clear what the character moments with Max and Harvester were because Harvester has a sister to bounce off of. And so I can just argue with Jared about some character moments that I think would be good. And I like how there are no good monsters. Right. And, and I think that the way Sophie and Harvester were kind of arguing with each other, built up both of their characters pretty clearly. And then I think for Max, it was the same thing. Like, While there are still a lot of things that are just being hinted at and that we don't really know the story of for Max, like Sheriff Payne sat down and said, I know you're feeling this way, but you got to fucking chill the fuck out. But with Ian, it's a little bit different because you are in a new environment and in a lot of ways isolated because that's kind of the college experience when you're first like dorming in a new state because you lived in. Mission? No, Did you say oh. Idaho.
2: Oh my God, no, where uh, am I from?
0: Idaho, no, Wait, Yeah, is it Iowa? Iowa. Yeah, Ian from Iowa. Ian yeah, from yeah. Iowa. That was a big thing in Session Zero. Sorry, you said Idaho, Idaho. <laughs> and I said no, Idaho. <laughs> so yeah, you're. So you came from Iowa. You're now in Wisconsin, dorming, and now the only person you know is Max, who's like. 30. Like yeah, he's like 23 and a freak.
3: <laughs> How old's Harvester again? I think I'm 30 or 32. Ew. Yeah.
0: Sorry. So so like <laughs> I think for Ian, it's a little bit different because it's a lot more isolating in the story just because of the way college is, which I think lends to it because one of the things I always like, like if we're doing a story where there are college characters, I want to have a little bit of exploration of the college experience and that kind of moving to the dorms is a scary experience and it's isolating. So I don't want it to seem like Ian is not a character I'm thinking about. Uh, I just think it's a little bit different the way that the character moments will uh play out but i'm very excited to see what else you have in store for the character cuz obviously everything i say is just speculation and and you do whatever you want and i'm excited to see what you have going on with ian and i've got my own thoughts about how the world will interact with ian but how you then interact with the world is all on your own and i'm very excited to see what you guys do if by the end of the story
3: i do not have
0: guns teleported to me
3: <laughs> that don't shoot fire bullets we missed we messed up somewhere
0: i know we've talked a lot about future plans and what we've got in store but i think a lot of it is kind of left up to a mix of dice and Mm -hmm. whatever and whatever happens in the moment so i've got things that i have planned in terms of character questions that i'm explicitly not asking you guys i see because i want it to be a thing that you talk about on the spot and don't I mean, you guys can think about as much as you want about the character, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily want everything about your characters to be this planned out narrative. I'm going to get this level up and this level up and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And this character does this. Like sometimes, I mean, this game is still an improv game. And I I want a lot of this stuff to come up on the spot. And sometimes like a failed role can dictate how you interact with the world and can change your personality and things like that. So I, I do want some of it to come up on the spot. I'd also say for level ups, I want them to feel like, besides maybe just like plus one to stat, yeah. I want you guys to have a reason. So when you put right. the new like thing in the playbook, mm. give me a reason. Yeah. I think the connect the dots is such a brilliant level up yeah. because the moment you picked it. You described the corkboard setup, yeah, which was one of my favorite descriptions that we did in the entire hunt. Was yeah. you just going? I print out this picture and I t- I do the red wire like or the red uh, like string mm-hmm. attached from Sophie to Harvester to the monster. All of that stuff and like then you were talking about and I made which way and myself and I'm part of. Like, I'm on which way's side. I thought it described yeah. how you felt about the character, Absolutely. The, the future of of your your goals in the hunts, the way that the connect-the-dots level up fit into everything. I thought that was Perfect. such a good way yeah. to integrate all of that into your character. Yeah. I loved every minute of it, and I could visualize it so clearly in mm-hmm. my head. Uh, I guess if I'm picking a favorite moment, that might be my favorite moment in the entire hunt. Right,
1: And uh, honestly, I think I'm probably going to – work with that cork board probably going to end up being every session like every piece of information i learn that max and max can find some way to even loosely connect to what's he's what he's trying to piece together it's going on the cork board it's getting either drawn or printed out he's just going to have a giant like spool of red yarn
3: i feel like every time sophie talked she was so mean to me Yeah, I feel she was mean to everybody. I did not. I in my mind,
0: I didn't picture her like this, but I have no issue with it. She's so mean. So I think part of the idea for the character is she's on your crusade, Mm -hmm. but I think that she thinks that if we're gonna, if she's gonna be here for your crusade, then you need to be doing the, you need to do it right. (laughs) And so I think part of it is that she kind of has that resentment of just. I'm here for you, and you're the one fucking up? Are you oh, kidding me? Uh, and, and we talked about that she's the one who's more strict about getting the job done and that you are the one who actually kind of goes out of your way to do other hunts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I picture her as a person similar to Harvester who in daily life may be nice, but when talking about monsters, she does not fuck around <laughs> and does not enjoy being around people who fuck around. And I think she even thinks Harvester fucks around a little too much. That's why they had that argument where she was like, you you need to just be calm. Because I, I picture that dynamic has gone that way the entire time you guys have been hunting, where you get angry because monsters are monsters and just start firing and she gets caught in the crossfire. <laughs> and so so I think that was one of the reasons I kind of make her this more mean character. I don't think she's likable. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think she's a dick. I, I but love- I, I think that she does have a lot of not good reasons but reasons that she is that way Mm. thank you for listening to every which ways behind the scenes episode i'm aiden we have sam noah and jared with me this was just kind of our thoughts on the last hunt and what we have going on for the future all for listening to another episode of Every Witch Way you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Tumblr at ewitchway. Thank you again to Keenan Dyer for doing the music for the show and thank you to @bluejaythehero on Instagram for doing the album art for the show. We are now hosted by Acast, which is a big move from where we were before and I'm very excited to be hosted by Acast so thank them as well. And you can hear us every Wednesday. New episodes come out every Wednesday. I'm going to try to get them out in the morning but they might come out a little bit later. Either way, we will see you next week for more monster hunting.